Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go and welcome to Locked On Pistons. This is Matt Shook, your host for the Locked On Pistons podcast episode for Monday, October 16th, and we are just two days away from Detroit Pistons regular season basketball. That's right, Wednesday night. At Little Caesars Arena, the Charlotte Hornets will be in downtown Detroit to take on the Pistons at 7 o'clock. The game's going to be on Fox Sports Detroit. It starts a week for the Pistons where they're going to be playing four Eastern Conference teams. They're going to be on the road for a weekend stretch Friday night against the Washington Wizards and then Saturday night at Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks. And then they'll be back home Monday night for the second game at Little Caesars Arena against Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. So that's four, like I said, Eastern Conference teams, two of them that are kind of in the mix with the Pistons in that middle of the Eastern Conference with Charlotte and Philly at home, and then a game that the Pistons will certainly be underdogs on the road at Washington, and then a game that they hope that they can beat against the lonely Knicks, although they haven't had a whole lot of success at Madison Square Garden over the years. So that's the first week for Pistons basketball. I know most of the fans are really excited to get this season going, uh, as all NBA fans are. The season starts tomorrow night with a doubleheader Tuesday night. The Celtics and the Cavaliers are going to be playing, and then the Rockets and the Warriors in what could be the top four teams of the NBA really this season, and with a pretty distinct drop-off if you want to maybe include the San Antonios and the Oklahoma Cities of the world possibly in that first or second group and then maybe a drop-off for the rest of the playoff teams that we're going to be talking about throughout the season. But the Pistons finished the tra- the preseason schedule on Friday night in Milwaukee with a 107-103 loss to the Bucks, Finishing the year for the Pistons in the preseason at 2-3. and three. Avery Bradley led the way with 26 points, and Andre Drummond had a strong game as well with 18 points and 22 rebounds. He f- continued his surprising strong free-throw shooting as well going four for six from the line in the game. Stanley Johnson and Reggie Bullock did not play. They were held out with uh, minor injuries. Those guys should be ready to go as the season begins when they are eligible, and we'll get to that in a second. And uh, Henry Ellenson, for the the downside of the preseason finale, Henry Ellenson and Luke Kennard, uh, a couple of guys who are basically rookies, as Ellenson didn't play all that much in his first season last year, and Luke Kennard is a rookie, being drafted out of Duke this year. They continued kind of their downward spiral of the preseason as it looks like both have kind of hit a little bit of a minor wall right now. They combined off the bench for 3 of 12 shooting from the floor and 8 points between the two of them. It's interesting because both those guys got high marks for their training camp performances as uh, Stan Van Gundy heaped on the praise on both of those guys, but they finished in, in the games. They started off pretty well, both of them, and then 
kind of tailed off at the end of the five-game preseason schedule. Those guys will be interesting to watch as we're not really sure whether they're in the rotation or maybe slightly outside of the rotation or maybe are part of a number of Pistons who might be you know, game-by-game rotation or, or not rotation guys. So it will be interesting to see how those guys fit in. Although early on, Luke Kennard and maybe Ellenson too will get more minutes than maybe they might suspect early in the season in the first five games. As Reggie Bullock is suspended for the first five games, this was a move announced by the NBA during the summer for repeated drug violations or repeated drug use. So Reggie's going to be out for five games, opening the door for possibly guys like Ellenson and Kennard to get some more minutes, especially Kennard at that shooting guard spot. He gets should get some more minutes in those five games at the beginning of the season. It might be a little bit of a tryout for him to see if he can stick into that rotation and how many minutes he can get during the pre-Thanksgiving segment of the season. But it's prediction season right now as we're less than 48 hours away from Detroit Pistons basketball. So we're going to talk about what some media members throughout the league are talking about for the Detroit Pistons this year and whether they're going to be back in the playoffs after a one-year absence. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. From last season, here up next on Locked on Pistons. Before we get to predictions, I wanted to pass along a couple of housekeeping moves that the Pistons made over the weekend. They did waive veteran point guard Bino Udri, who was a nice piece for them as a backup with Reggie Jackson hobbled throughout last season at the point guard position. So he will actually be trying to further his playing career. There's a lot of talk of him becoming an assistant coach, possibly for the Pistons or for some other NBA team down the road. But uh, Bino Udri's time as a player with the Pistons has come to an end. But also the Pistons picked up a couple of options on contracts under the rookie scales that Stanley Johnson and Henry Ellenson have. These are moves that had to be made before the season started. So Johnson and Ellenson, who are obviously both under contract for this season, the team picked up their options for their contracts for their next season, with Stanley Johnson be that being his fourth year and Ellenson upcoming next season, uh, I'm sorry, the season after this season being the, his third season. So what this means is that it was basically a no-brainer move that the Pistons made, but going into next summer, Stanley Johnson will now be eligible to be extended if the Pistons and Stanley Johnson come to that agreement. We saw that this summer with the 2014 draft class, players like Gary Harris of Michigan State and the Denver Nuggets reached an agreement, as well as Joel Embiid with the 76ers and Andrew Wiggins with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those players took uh, a lot of money and went ahead and re-upped with the teams that drafted them instead of possibly playing out their final season under their rookie deal where they would become a restricted free agent the following summer. So they could have possibly tested the market and maybe had their team, but their teams would still have the opportunity to match those deals. So the 2015 draft class, which Stanley Johnson is a part of, that'll be up to next summer, whether Pistons and Stanley Johnson can come up with that extension next summer before the season starts in October, or would Stanley Johnson play out his fourth season 
as a member of the Pistons before becoming a restricted free agent heading into his fifth season. So that's when the Pistons would have to let him go out into the open market in in some ways, and teams could sign him to an offer sheet, which the Pistons would have uh, a week or so to match if they would like. So that's kind of what's on the plate for the Pistons coming up next summer. Yes, sir! Another quick bit of news involving a member of Detroit Pistons lore, old Bill Lambeer, who has been coaching in the WNBA for the New York Liberty for the past five seasons, he's moving on and will be the reportedly be the new coach and general manager of the San Antonio Stars. The Associated Press was first with the report that the San Antonio Stars are actually going to be in the process of being sold and moved, and they're going to be moving to Las Vegas, and that's where Lambeer will be taking over as the new coach and general manager of that team. So congratulations to Bill as he moves on to Sin City. So I combed all sorts of predictions for the Pistons for the upcoming 2017-18 season. And as you would suspect, the local media and the teams that are or the people that are around the team on an everyday basis have a lot more optimistic of a look than you do maybe nationally. Sean Windsor of Freep.com as the Sunday Free Press had a nice little extensive Pistons preview that you should check out. I combed some of that and found that Sean Windsor, the columnist who follows the Pistons closely, says the Pistons will make the second round this season. So not only return to the playoffs like they did two years ago, but advancing to the second round. I hadn't seen that prediction too many places around the internet. The Athletics' James Edwards third said he wouldn't be surprised if Andre Drummond finishes the season at 50% from the free throw line. Now we know Andre Drummond went 16 of 20 in his three games in the preseason from the free throw line, and he'd be making him an 80% shooter. In those three games, obviously we don't expect that to continue based on his track record. He is a 38.1% career free throw shooter, which is right at right at what he was for the whole season last year where he was 38.6. Two years ago was actually his worst free throw shooting season, despite the fact that it was his best overall season when he finished 35.5% from the line, down from a couple years prior to that where he was 41% in his second year, which is his best season as a pro. And uh, kind of astonishingly, his college numbers for his one year at UConn, he was 29.5% from the free throw line. So I think James Edwards the third is a little optimistic at that 50%. I think if you had him at 45%, you got to consider that a tremendous success based on how terrible he's been. We'll have an episode in the future where we break down those numbers based on how he's doing so far this season and then kind of maybe look historically at how bad those numbers are because, I mean, it gets, it's as bad as it gets, really. Moving on to some of the national looks, the ringer.com, which is Bill Simmons' website, they've got the NBA preview Palooza going up uh, in segments from Monday and Tuesday. Some of their writers just did a 30-minute NBA point guard draft where they four of them sat down and talked about drafting the top 16 point guards, each of them drafting four apiece. And the usual suspects were named in that that you would suspect, but as an Pistons fan, it was interesting to look at as not only was Reggie Jackson and Ishmith, you know, not only drafted in those top 16 players, they weren't even mentioned. They did some side conversations where the top 16 were mentioned, but then other guys like Ricky Rubio and Malcolm Brogdon kind of came up in conversation, but despite not even being drafted, they also weren't even mentioned in that. So it's something to keep in mind as we're talking about Reggie Jackson's possibility for his season not a lot of high expectations around the country, and really no even no even 
talk about the player that he is. I think that's kind of a theme around the Pistons this year as you look nationally. I know Detroit fans will think about that as maybe another sign of disrespect on Detroit sports teams, but really it's just kind of a a Pistons team that there's really not a lot going on, not a lot to get excited about. Even Piston Legends, NBA.com, had a video up that was run on NBA TV where they talked about the Detroit Pistons season outlook. And the studio host was joined by Grant Hill and Isaiah Thomas on there. And both players talked about how Stan Van Gundy is finding it difficult as a coach and general manager to balance those responsibilities to keep the team moving forward in the right direction. Stan Van Gundy and Greg Popovich, along with uh, Tom Thibodeau at Minnesota, are three of the only uh, figures in the NBA left that are the coach and then also hold a significant amount of pull within the front office. Doc Rivers with the Clippers was one of them, but this past offseason, a lot of his front office responsibilities were taken from him. Same thing with Mike Budenholzer of Atlanta, who was a former coach of the year for the Hawks, who used to be the president of the team, but now is no longer the president. So the trend is going away from those kind of coaches. And if you talk to some guys around the net who cover the league nationally, Stan Van Gundy might be the next guy to at least maybe lose some of those responsibilities or maybe get canned altogether. Grant Hill, in in that same video, by the way, said he expected Reggie Jackson to return to form. So he's got some optimistic looks at at what Reggie's going to do this year. I wanted to end with this one. Zach Lowe of ESPN.com offered, quote-unquote, some crazy predictions about the Pistons. One of them was that, that the Pistons would do what they can to keep Avery Bradley this next offseason, that they'll clear the cap and, and find a way to sign him in the long term. And he suggested that one of the ways that they would do that, pretty much the primary way that they would do that, is to trade Tobias Harris. They might look to trade Andre Drummond or Reggie Jackson, but won't find any suitors with their cap number. But Tobias Harris, who next season would only have one year remaining at about $14 million left on his deal would be attractive enough for some team to take on that contract for the Pistons, and then maybe the Pistons would be able to lock up some future assets to go along with that. Zackel also mentioned that the Pistons might be on their way to a rough start this season. He sees a, a lot of bad signs for the Pistons and Stan Van Gundy, mentioning that the Pistons won't be one of the eight teams that makes the Eastern Conference playoffs, and that's something like a 5-12 and start could uh, spark some huge changes within the organization. And, of course, when you say something like that, you're probably, uh, you know, kind of hinting at the fact that Stan Van Gundy might be on his last legs in Detroit. So, hate to get bring you guys down on a Monday, two days before the season starts for the Detroit Pistons, but that's a look around the league at what some of the folks are saying about the Detroit bad boys as the season gets ready to start. But... Be that as it may, like I said, we're only two days away from Pistons basketball. They'll be home against the Hornets on Wednesday night from Little Caesars Arena. So we'll be joining you throughout the season to talk about it. The good, the bad, the ugly. We'll take some look backs at some of the better times for Pistons fans in the past when we talk about the bad boys and the Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace eras. So I hope you join us throughout the season, and thanks for joining me throughout the preseason. We'll talk tomorrow again a little bit leading up to Wednesday night's game. But thanks for joining you. Again, this is Matt Shook for Locked on Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast.